Hello and welcome to Tech Talks with Protonia. I'm your host Pranav and my guest today is Ben Sirako. We will be talking about what functional programming is and why you should learn functional programming today. Ben, welcome. Tell us a bit about yourself and what functional programming is. Hi, I'm Ben. I'm a second year university student at Thunderbolt University studying CS and math. So I've been doing functional programming for a few years now. And I guess for me, um, functional programming is sort of this paradigm where instead of orienting your program around the idea of like sort of a sequence of statements, you orient your program around the idea of composing functions. So your programs read more like trees rather than linear lists. You know, you sort of have these trees that you can uh, create and things like this rather than sequences of commands. Oh, I see. What are the advantages of functional programming over more traditional languages like C or C++? Yeah, so for so functional programming really lets you write more modular code and more extensive and more flexible code. So especially typed at C. So to give an example of this is in, in imperative programming, it's not it's not rare to see code that like sort of does too much. Like there's too much code in this function or there's too much side effects going on. Functional programs really force you to sort of narrow down like what your what each function is doing so you can sort of separate them out from the outset and also you can you know you can it's expression oriented so you can check your you can do unit tests better and things like this so there's this haskell library uh, called quick check that generates random input data to try to make your test case fail and it's quite awesome because you can write you know you can get unit tests for free basically because of, of the, well, the way it's written oh i see that sounds handy in a lot of cases I've been hearing stuff about lambdas, which sounds kind of a complicated topic. Would you like to talk a bit about these, especially in context of languages we already know, like C++ and Java? Right. So C++ and Java, interestingly, have some, they have some notion of lambdas as well. So like for those of you who don't know what a lambda is, so a lambda is very much like a function, except that um, in C, for instance, you can pass a function pointer around. So as you can sort of pass functions around in a way, uh, but Lambdas and closures sort of let you do more general things. Like you can um, apply functions and then like sort of have them store a little bit of data as well. So it's a function. It's like a function pointer with like extra context. What we call an environment. So you can do it in Java and in C++. And they really allow more interesting code to be written. For instance, like you can write a function that takes a lambda uh, and then applies it to every element of a list. So when you want to sort of increment every number in the list instead of writing a manual for loop again, you can just say the list and then map the increment function over it. So it really lets, lets, causes you to write less code while sort of maintaining the same um, expressiveness. Oh, I see. This all sounds great, but what about performance? Does functional programming make stuff slow? Yeah, I think there's some sort of like misconception that you know functional programs are necessarily slow. Things like this. Well, certainly, like you can't compare, say, Haskell to C. This is kind of a false comparison. It's like comparing Java to C. Um, these are, you know, they have different runtimes and so on, and different levels of abstraction. I think a lot of the performance stuff really boils down to um, the algorithms and the data structures that you use. I think those are some of the more most important things to consider when running a program, right? Uh, if you misuse lists, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what language you're using. If you're misusing lists, then you can cause all the linear time. Um, like downsides to accumulate. So you should be using an array instead if you're indexing things randomly. Or maybe a list would be good if you need to traverse the, the data set once, something like this. So I think that if, the pe if people know the correct algorithm data structures to use, um, they can write fast programs regardless of the paradigm. And this includes functional programs. 
And maybe if you get to more of the complica- complicated stuff like functors, monads, um, it can be a lot to handle. Uh, and it, certainly not enough to, a weekend is not enough. So the downside is that if you're not used to this paradigm, uh, the, the learning curve can be quite steep. And and so there, there may be some cases where you'd be off the traditional programming languages, for instance, systems programming, you know, or embedded programming, you probably won't want to use a garbage collected language. So, you know, you want to still stick with C or assembly or low level languages like this. Oh yeah, that that does make sense. Yeah, and this all sounds very like novel stuff. I understand that this is an active area of research. Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, so functional programming is probably one of the oldest sort of programming languages. Lambda calculus is is sort of the, the core of functional programming. It's this very simple, you know, sort of you can imagine it's like the assembly language of, of functional programming. It was invented all the way back in like nineteen thirties, so it's like almost ninety years ago. Uh, the core, the roots of functional programming were laid. So, and ever since, you know, there's been a lot of explosion in research. So in academia and things like this, and they've made their way to industry. So um, I think why academics find this interesting is because compared to imperative programs, like functional programs are really amenable to uh, reasoning mathematically. So I can take this functional program, but also state laws about it. I can also, you know, write that this program is equivalent to this program and then replacing one with the other should still result in the same program with the same behavior. So you can really uh, apply mathematical techniques to programs, entire programs as well. Whereas if you ask me to sort of read this sort of imperative loop and try to like, optimize something or like try to combine two loops together, it can be difficult and tricky, right? And I guess compiler writers feel this a lot when they, they would like to perform some compiler optimization, but this, with imperative programming languages, it can be a lot harder to apply uh, these rewrite rules. Whereas the functional languages, you can apply all these rules and more because of the very structure of the language. Oh, that, I think that makes a lot of stuff easier. And you mentioned Lambda calculus. Would you like to talk a bit more about that? Yeah, so Lambda calculus is, is a, sort of a very small language. There's only like three uh, sort of expressions you can make. There's like variables, there's function application and function abstraction. So function abstraction is like, if you write an error function in JavaScript or you write a Lambda function in Python, uh, that, that's the abstraction part. Application is just like when you have F of X. So like F applied to X, where F is a function and X is a variable. And then X and variables are just like sort of variables by themselves. So X, Y, Z, stuff like this. And believe it or not, like this is enough to, this is actually enough to be Turing complete. You don't even need numbers and things like this. You can define them purely as lambdas, right? So it's sort of like it's sort of a minimal programming language where you can, which you can sort of study the rest of the functional programming languages. It's a, it's a very neat concept, and definitely a lot of the ideas have trickled down into into languages we use every day, right? Yeah, that does sound a lot like your normal programming languages. Uh, I have a final question for you. 
what is your favorite uh, functional programming language and why and what is your favorite non functional programming language and what do you wish uh, what is something that would make it better okay so um yeah obviously i'm biased but i think my favorite functional programming language is haskell so haskell's the statically typed uh like lazy evaluated language and i think it's wonderful because it's 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 it has all these advanced types of some features but it has a lot of libraries and stuff too so it's, it's sort of it's useful and also advanced so you can sort of play around in the language and, and it's sort of quite fun because you can you can have a problem and then there's so many ways to, to approach the same problem there's so many variations you can do it's sort of like when um like a jazz pianist like practices many different ways to sort of finish this uh, a chord progression or something and then you may not do these things in production and certainly you may not even use haskell in production but so, so many of the ideas i've learned in haskell uh, many of the concepts i've learned have influenced my programming style in other languages non-functional languages as well and for my favorite sort of non-functional language oof, uh hmm i'm a big fan of c uh in a bit or not so it's like yeah i, I don't use it a lot instead of your production code but i think it's just like lambda calculus c is like a like a minimal core of computing of imperative programming right so what, how much smaller can you go without going all the way down to assembly you can define these structs you can define pointers you can play around with these low level concepts and so it's, it's really if, if you sort of are into that thing it gives you a lot of control over what the computer can do and i think it's sort of very fun to put, play down that low level yeah minimalism is pretty liberating i guess wow that was a lot of fun and very informative thank you for your time ben bye yeah, no problem bye bye